This is a special time. We have this uh, pool over here, uh, the water, and uh, we get to do baptisms this morning. And if you don't know how we do baptisms, this is kind of do it uh, family style. What we do is as we go back into worship and, uh, and as someone goes down, you'll see it up on the screen and you'll, we're going to worship. But as they come out of the water, we are going to shout for joy because we have someone that is, this is, what this does is signifies new life. It signifies that new birth into the kingdom. And this, let me just say, uh, this isn't something you do not need to be baptized to be saved. We're saved by his grace through faith, and it's his blood that, that actually cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But the baptism is the signification to everyone. It's that, it's that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, and it's a declaration to everyone. I've said it before. It's like, it's like the wedding ring, and I've got a wedding ring on, and, but putting on this ring doesn't make me married. It's the covenant I have with my wife, but this signifies the covenant that I have with my wife. And in the same way, baptism signifies that covenant that we have with Jesus. And I also just want to say, you do not need, if you've, if you've been baptized maybe before, but you, maybe you weren't sure of what it even meant at that time, you can be baptized again. It's not like, well, I did it the one time and that was it. And I also want to say, if, if you've been baptized and you did understand it, you can still be baptized again. There's nothing in the word that says there's, it says there's one baptism, but it doesn't say that you can be, that you can only be baptized once. And there's a big difference. I want to, I just want to read this, these scriptures to you real quick. This is in a feet, or I'm sorry, this is Romans six. It says, we have died to sin once and for all. As a dead man passed away from this life, so how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? And so sharing in his death by our baptisms means that we were co-buried and entombed with him. So that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him. So that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. This, as we get, as we go and we celebrate these baptisms this is the celebration of new life. It's the celebration of going down, of being washed of all that stuff that we've, that we've carried through life. And as we come up, we're actually a new creation. Now, again, that happens when we accept Christ. But this is that, this is that demonstration of this. The other verse I just want to read real quick is, um, it says, Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ... He has become an entirely new creation. Hallelujah. It's not that you're like the old being refurbished and, you know, you're kind of 
you're fixed up and you're going to work now, kind of like stumble through life, but you'll make it now. No, you actually, it says you are a new creation. It's the Holy Spirit that's now on the inside of you that empowers you. It's new life. It says that Jesus was the firstborn. And because of him, we actually have new life through Christ with the Holy Spirit now on the inside of us. It says all that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is new and fresh. And I want to, if I could get, yeah, give, just give the Lord a hand. This is, this is no small thing. This is a, this is what we're all about. This is life. This is new life. And this, I believe this is like the celebration. It's after the, the wedding. This is that, that celebration that we get to have of the new life. Where's, where's Abby? Oh, right here, right here. So she came up this, to me this morning. This is not what she wore to church. Uh, and she just said, well, I'll let her explain. So as we were praying in the prayer room, the Lord said, I want you to go under the waters of baptism this morning. And I said, but Lord, I did that two years ago. And he reminded me of what Chuck Pierce said at Glory of Zion. If you don't know who he is, he's a very accurate prophet. Many of his people were rebaptized that day. And he said, there's something physical that happens in our brain. It actually represents the, the living water, the river of life that flows from under the throne of God. And everywhere the river flows, it brings life. And in ourselves, sometimes we have trauma. Sometimes we have things that happen and we're carrying that. And the rivers of baptism leaves the past down there. It leaves the guilt. It leaves the shame. It leaves the condemnation. It can't follow you into your future. So you come up with a new beginning. And I've have an, I have had an infirmity in my digestive system for 16 years, something not planted by the Lord. And it is a symbol of death and the Lord doesn't want it. And when I go under the rivers of life, everything not planted by the Lord must be uprooted. So we, every time we do baptisms, we have people that just in the spur of the moment say, oh, I want to be baptized. And so I want to offer that up again this time, that if you're just feeling that, if you're feeling that right here in your heart right now, that's probably just a prompting of the Spirit. And I think last time we had seven, eight people just come up and say, I just want to be baptized. Trust me, you will not forget this moment. Don't miss out on the moment. If this is the time, just take that opportunity. You can come up and we have, we have clothes. We can give you, give you in the back. Just come up and talk to me right after I pray here. Actually, you can come up now. If you'd like to be baptized, you can come up. We would love for you to take this opportunity just to declare it to the heavens, just to say, this is my moment. And, and if there's, if there's stuff in your life that, man, I just like, I need to, I need to wash this stuff again, just get it cleansed. You are a new creation. Sometimes we just don't realize it. Sometimes that literal washing of going down and coming up is just that reminder of who we are in Christ. So, you get, yes. So, Lord, 
I just pray that if there's anyone, if there's anyone else, just take this opportunity. Don't, don't miss out on this. You can come up and get baptized. I'm going to just go down the line here. I want you to just, you just say your name and, uh, and why you're getting baptized. My name is Allie, and I'm getting baptized because I know that Jesus died for us, and I want him, well, I want to be his new creation. I already told you, but Abby is my name, and I'm being baptized to cleanse my conscience and unconscious of dead works, that I will have a new beginning, and I will be free from infirmity. My name is Kendall, and I want to be baptized because I love him. And my name is Jesse. I, I wasn't planning on this today. I was actually planning on baptizing Kendall. Um, but I, I'm just feeling that pull in my heart to just do it. So um, I can't think of a better time to do it than with her. So uh, I'm going to do it again today, too. So. Gabrielle Davis, and um, sorry, my walk started here in this church in 2008 with JR, and I love you. I would not be the person I am today without you guys. And JR married me, and he stood beside me through a divorce I didn't want. And I've waited for this baptism, and I've put it off and put it off so it's now time and thank you because exactly what you said is why I need this baptism for new life and I couldn't have done it without the love of God my name is Cole and I would like to be baptized because I love Jesus my name is Lucy I want to get baptized because Jesus forgives us if we do bad things. Not that you've ever done anything yes. bad. Um, my name's Chris, and I was not planning on this, but just what this gal over here said, I just just felt in my heart that that I need to be baptized in. I've been water baptized a long time ago, but um, just that idea and that visual of just seeing the uh, living waters just um, flow flow over me, and uh, so I'm going to take the plunge. <laughs> My name is Noah, and the reason why I'm getting baptized because I love Jesus. My name is Carson, and I want to get baptized because when I was worshiping with Todd White, it got, Jesus told me that it was time for me to get baptized. I'm Teresa Irby, and I just spent the last three and a half days at Power and Love. And I told Jesus that I wasn't leaving there without being rebaptized with the gift of speaking in tongues in the Holy Spirit. And I have just spent the most amazing three and a half days 
rededicating my life. I know what my purpose is. And today, this was obviously not my plan, but it's time to wash it all clean and step out on the journey that Jesus has for me. Hi, my name is Afton, and why I'm getting baptized is because I love Jesus. My name is Ashlyn. Um, I'm getting baptized again, um, mainly because of the trauma I've had. I, wanted to, I want to enter the river of Christ and just let that all be washed away and become whole again. Um, now let's just... No, no. I was not planning on this either. Um, I just like what she said about those seeds that have been planted that you just... They keep coming up and just a reminder of who I am, that I'm a new creation and I don't have to be in the, the cycle of defeat. Whew. Wow. Lord, we just say thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of every person that's up here right now. Lord, I thank you that as, as they go down and as they come up, Lord, they are washed and made anew in you. Lord, I thank you that there is a cleansing that is going to happen. Even in the physical, Lord, I thank you that there is a cleansing that's going to happen. Lord, if there's sickness, we say sickness go. Where there's stuff that has been held on, we just say go in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for this baptism right now. I thank you that there is new life and we get to celebrate this together as a family in Jesus' name. So here we go. As they come out of the water, what are we going to do? As loud as you can. Let's worship.
to him who lives our peace his final breath upon the cross is now alive in me let's that verse again the fear that helps the fear that held us now gives away to him who is our peace his final breath upon the cross is now alive
soldiers watched in vain Was borrowed for three days His body there would not remain Our God has robbed the grave Sing this out with victory the tomb where soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has robbed the grave. Our God has robbed the Yeah. 
great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. And great are you.
it's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise to you all. It's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lives. So we pour. Yes. Yeah. 
name it is What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus what a powerful name it is What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Is here I Here I am to bow. 
harder than the unbelief. Praise the hallelujah. Weapon is a melody. Praise the Hallelujah
Give the Lord thanks this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for your leadership, Lord. Thank you for your power in baptism, Lord. We thank you right now for the resurrection. We thank you that when we sing, you are alive, it is real. We thank you that when we say we have been buried with you, it is real. We thank you that when the Word of God says we have been lifted up from our tombs and we're seated with you on high, that it is real. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we await the fruit of the final day of resurrection, but Lord, we ask you to release the power of your resurrection now. We ask you for that Philippians 3, that we would attain to the power of the resurrection. Lord, we ask you, move in our midst in Jesus' name, and we thank you. Can we give the Lord another shout just for what he did? Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for lives that have been changed today. We thank you for the, I don't know how many. <laughs> I think everyone, it feels like everyone here was just baptized. Yeah. <laughs> but Lord, we just say, we just say baptize everyone here. Yeah. Lord, just baptism of your spirit, Lord, in this place. Father, we thank you for that baptism. Lord, we thank you that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the hearts that are turned towards you. We thank you that every heart is turned towards you. Lord, we glorify your name. Lord, we say you be glorified in this time and in this day. I just had these words this morning. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is so good. His love endures forever. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are a good Father. We praise you this morning. We glorify your name. Your name is above every other name. And we give you thanks this morning for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Wow. We're going to receive offering at this time. I think we about ran out of water there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dan, if you want to come up. I'm going to have Dan Block is going to pray over the offering this morning. He's one of our board members and uh, just amazing man. He's, a, he's also on the welcome team here. 
<laughs> he does it all, jack of all trade here on Sunday morning. And so, uh, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. Was that awesome or what, guys? That was beautiful. You know, the Lord has given us a beautiful day to celebrate. Um, first off, a day to celebrate the mothers of the world, which should be an everyday occurrence. Moms, you just missed your chance to say amen. Amen. Every day we celebrate you and we're so grateful and thankful for you. We just got to share the wonderful experience of brothers and sisters being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that was beautiful. And now we get to participate in giving what the Lord has blessed us with. You know, Brother Gordon, uh, last week when he had prayed, he had mentioned about giving all. And, you know, it's not just a matter of finances, but it's our time, it's our talents, it's our treasures. So if you all would with me, just hold your hands up as if you're giving unto the Lord. And whether you have the means or not this morning to give financially, just let the Lord know that all you have is his and you freely give to him. He's faithful. Father, we just thank you that you are faithful to supply our every need that you take care of us, Lord, that you clothe us and feed us and shelter us and provide all that we need. We are so grateful, Father. We know we lack nothing because you are a good, good Father and you supply all of our needs according to the riches and the glory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So Father, we just come before you and we surrender all. We surrender all, Lord. And as we give of our tithes and offerings this morning, the blessing that you've given us that we're returning back to you, Lord God. We just ask you to bless it, to multiply it, to increase it for the glory of your kingdom. And we thank you, Father God, that your name will be glorified throughout all the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Is Pastor Anna? She's not here. Okay. Well, we want to do, well, actually, Christy, you want to come up? Um, this was a little, this was not planned, <laughs> all the baptisms, but it was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're, we want to pray over the women, over mothers, over spiritual mothers. So I'll tell you what, could we have those? Uh, moms, could you stand up? And, and, and even if you're a spiritual mom, would you stand up as well? Uh, yeah, all across the place. Make, come on, stand up. And uh, yeah, first of all, let's just give them an amazing hand. What a blessing. Again, I want to say spiritual moms as well. Like if not just, not just, anyway, you get it. Uh, but we just want to pray a blessing over you. And, and I felt like that it actually needs to come from the men uh, praying over the women. So if it's your spouse or if it's uh, just uh, whoever's standing up next to you, would you either put your hand towards them or lay your hand on them? And, and we as men want to strengthen them, encourage them in the Lord. And we're so grateful because without women, guys... <laughs> we would not be here. Right. None of us would be here. Amen. So we are grateful. But So, Lord, we just come before you right now. Father, we thank you 
for moms. We thank you for the physical moms. We thank you for the spiritual moms. Lord, I just say, we just pray a blessing right now over them. Lord, we, we thank you that they bring life into this earth. Lord, that they are the ones that bring life into this earth. And so, and it's by your spirit. But Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in, in each mom. I just pray your peace, your blessing, your wisdom in this season over the moms. And Lord, we just say strengthen them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Strengthen each mom in here by your spirit. Every woman in here, Lord, we just say strengthen them. Lord, and we just say we as men, we commit to come alongside them. Lord, to lift them up. Lord, as, as Christ is to the church, so are we with our spouses, with the women, Lord, that we, we would not lord over them, but we would be servants. We would actually be those that lay down our lives for them. Lord, may we be those. May we be those men that would lay our lives down. Father, I thank you, and I pray your blessing over every mother, every woman, every spiritual mother in this house, everyone who's watching online. In the name of Jesus. And all the men said, Amen. Amen. And I get to just honor my beautiful bride uh, with some flowers here. Wow. She, has to, she has to carry them the whole time she's up here. Just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wow, and beautiful. so blessed to, uh, to have. Christy is not only my wife and, and just my, the better half of me, but also uh, the mother of our three children and, and couldn't ask for a better mom. So you. you're amazing. Thank you. Love you. And would you just give my wife a huge <laughs> hand? She gives the word. So in record time. <laughs> in record time. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, I don't even know. What do you do after that? Right? <laughs> I'm kind of like, I know that is a hard act to follow. I was thinking, well, when I would play tennis and things would go really well, like you see, tennis is coming up, like the big tournaments, and you just like scream on the court. You see these guys just go crazy. And I was like, that's what I feel like. I just want to scream. I don't want to just talk. But, um, oh, Hold I blow on. your ears Sorry. out. Is Annie? We, I forgot we're supposed to uh, release the uh, Club 58. Yep. So if you are fifth through eighth grade, you are released. (laughs) Oh, you forgot one more thing. I love it. So I'm remembering you're forgetting. I love that. That's good. Uh, Mamas of the house, spiritual moms and moms, we do have a gift for you. And this would be Anna, our women's pastor, would be sharing this. She has done a wonderful job of just finding something that she felt like the Lord has spoken over. And she has a gift for you when you go out. And so I'm, she has a word that she wants to release. And hopefully she'll, one of her kiddos just got baptized. So she might be back in here in a little bit. But um, her heart is that it's a, um, it's a butterfly with, laced with seeds. It's like a beautiful piece of paper in the shape of a butterfly. And there's instructions and she has a word over it. Just that this is the time of seeding with the Lord. And things are starting to, to break out of that seed and starting to rise up and grow up. And this is our time to rise like seeds that have been planted. And so I'm I'm hoping that she'll come in because it's her word, it's not my word. And um, maybe she'll be able to come in and share that. But please remember, on on your way out, there's some at the doorways. So if someone hands you something, it's because it's for you as mamas. 
Spiritual mamas, physical mamas, mamas in the house. Okay? Yeah? You got it? Okay. We're going to, you guys, you, you still have to work with me. You're not allowed to fall asleep. And I know you're going into like hunger coma. So I will, I'm, we're going to abbreviate today's message just because I feel like so much of what I felt was on my heart has already happened. And thank you, Jesus. Don't you love it when he does what you've already been asking for? <laughs> so fun. Um, will you just pray with me really quick? Will you stretch your hands out just so I know just the parts that the Lord wants shared and so I don't, just don't wait, not waste, but say the things that aren't needing to be said and the things that need to be said would be said. So God, I just ask for your help. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Lord, let me be your mouthpiece. Let me say what you want to say. We thank you for revival. We thank you for, for knitting family together this morning, knitting hearts, and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I have to be able to see. <laughs> All right. So... One of the things I feel like is important that we wanted to share, we shared it a few months ago, but I wanted to share again, that's me, um, is just the vision the Lord's given us for this house, and I feel like it's happening this morning, and I want to just put it back in front of us, that it's kind of where the Lord's taking us. This is it, safe in God's hand, we're an intimate family of powerful world changers on a great adventure to live out our dreams together and expand the kingdom family. So that's who we are, that's where we're going. And the rock vision that was written in 2015 is so similar and it says, we are a family who pursues the heart and presence of God, compelling us to radically love and disciple others through God's supernatural power, his spirit and the word. And so I just want to put that out in front of us. I think it's so important. That's like a seed that we're planting of this is who we are and this is where we're going. And God's already, he's so faithful to do it. And my heart is so full this morning just because I feel like so many of you where I felt like Mike was leading and I was with him on his side and some of us were plowing, but I feel like this morning you guys are plowing that ground. You're the ones stepping up. You're the ones walking in faithfulness. You're the ones saying, yes, that's me. I want, I want to respond to the Holy Spirit. And you're leading the way. And I, it's just amazing. It's so encouraging to see. So thank you, so many of you who were just followed in obedience. It's just amazing. Um, I'm going to try to think through real quick. Hold on. The Lord was talking to me about obedience, and I want to just share a quick story because I think it'll help us remember what we're talking about and what's already happened this morning, and then we're going to race through a couple things. So when I was a kid, we moved into a new home when I was about fourth grade. It was the classic 70s ranch home. It had um, burnt orange carpet. We had burnt orange, like, swivel cush chairs. It had, um, we had brown swirly counters in our bathroom. And we had yellow, mustard yellow tile for sink, toilet, and matching tile in my brother and I's bathroom. I have an older brother. And so we had a two-bedroom house, a three-bedroom house with two bathrooms. So our, it was our bathroom and the guest bathroom. And my dad often would um, get up really early. He's like a 3.30 a.m. riser. So he would not want to wake my mom up and use that bathroom. So he would come and use our bathroom. 
And uh, we felt like we did a good job of kind of keeping that bathroom neat and clean. You know, we felt like, you know, we're teenagers or we're young kids, like it doesn't matter too much. But he would continually remind us and ask us, hey, um, you know, when you brush your teeth and you spit into that mustard yellow sink that you have, it leaves this cake whiteness, grossness on it if you don't wash it out. And we go, oh yeah, sorry dad, yeah, you know. And he would ask us and ask us again and again, and he would say, hey, you know, when you're done brushing, you just rinse it out, just rinse the sink. And, you know, we would hear him, but I clearly think that we were not obeying him because <laughs> one morning, uh, and this is why it stuck in my head, he decided that, you know, his speaking to us was not getting through. We were not doing what he had asked us to do. So we walk into our bathroom. Okay, think 70s. Some of you were not even born. But there was a whole wall of mirror in the bathroom, like the whole front. You guys remember this? Like it was like mirror and then like mirrored lights and like just mirrors. I don't know why. And he decided a tube of toothpaste was a good tool to use to write a message to us on the mirror. And he said, please clean the sink in toothpaste all the way across the big mirror, you know, and <laughs> it stuck with me. And it was really enforced as we had to spend, you know, a good 20 minutes wiping that off the mirror and like cleaning the mirror so it wasn't foggy. But what I felt like the Lord was saying is that we, you know, we sometimes we hear what the Lord is saying, but we're not always walking in obedience, right? We're not always saying, yeah, I'll do what you asked me to do. I'll go where you asked me to go. And that's what we weren't doing as kids. We heard what he was saying, but we were not, we weren't doing it. So every time he'd come in or I guess we'd come in, there was gross stuff. So now when you brush your teeth, and you spit into your sink, like we all do, you're gonna remember, I gotta, I gotta listen and obey, right? That's your reminder, that's your cue. All right, so I, my heart is that as we were talking about crossing the Jordan last week, how many of you got to hear or got to be a part of last weekend because we were crossing the Jordan? Okay, so if you weren't here, we crossed the Jordan last weekend. We, the two shall be one, and that was the service that we had. We talked about becoming one as family. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to me this morning, just like, okay, what does it mean? If we've crossed the Jordan, how do we, how do we walk into that promised land? And that's what I'm really quickly going to share with you this morning. I thought, Lord, what is it? And he said, it's about obedience. It's about obedience. Um, Lord, help me. Okay. So you guys know... I'm not even going to go through all the verses, but y'all are going to trust that I'm using the word, right? My Texas is coming out. We lived in Texas for a little while, and I went to school in South Carolina, so y'all, yeah, <laughs> y'all is going to have to be okay with us, right? Yeah, all y'all. <laughs> okay, so when the Israelites were in the desert, they were wandering. Brought, God brought them up out of Egypt with using Moses, right? They wandered in the desert for how many years? Let's participate. How many years? Okay, 40 years they wandered in the desert, right? And so, and they did not believe God. They saw miracles, they saw signs, they saw wonders, but they did not believe God. And the word says their hearts were hardened. They became calloused. So when a, a callous is a built up layer of skin, right? We know like some of y'all been working in your yards and you're getting calluses on your hands. It's actually the part of skin that's going dead on the outside. So if you cut it or you scrape it off, it really doesn't hurt. And the Lord said their hearts became calloused. And they were not obedient. I'm going to read this one verse. It says, we have this part of the slide. It's Hebrews 3, 15 through 19. I just want to look at the last verse. It's talking about them not being able to enter the promised land. It says, so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. That unbelief 
can also be translated disobedience. They disobeyed the Lord because their hearts were hardened towards him. They, wouldn't, they would hear his words, but they would not do his words, right? And so the Lord showed me, he said, okay, let's talk about, so they're the ones that, what? Where, what hap- Does anybody know what happened to the ones that didn't believe the Lord? The whole generation lived or died? died, right? So they all died in the desert, and a new generation, the second generation, rose up. And these were the ones that had been trained in the desert. They were born in the desert, a lot of them, and they were trained in the desert, and they were trained to hear the voice of the Lord and obey. That was the whole thing. And so I love this. Let me go to it. There's a promise. There's a promise for those of us who believe, and I feel like this is important this morning. It's Deuteronomy 32, and I think we have a slide for it. We can get it up. Okay. I'm going to read it quick. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I command you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you. Verse 6. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants. We saw this this morning, guys. We saw our hearts, all of us coming up, all of us being washed in the river. That's that circumcising of the heart. And look at the generations, right? Y'all, we're talking generations. If we're talking multiplication, we're talking generations. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the generations come up. We're raising up our children. We're raising up our young adults. We're raising up our moms and dads, all of them together, right? So the Lord will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. Verse 11, and now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven, nor is it beyond the sea. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. I love that. He's calling us to obey, and he's promised to put it in our mouth. He's promised to put it in our heart. It's not something that we can't do. And thank you, Lord, we have Jesus, right? Right, okay. So we're moving fast. So I want to look at the how. The second generation moved in the promised land, and they walked in with victory, especially right at the beginning. It says... Y'all stick with me for one second. I want you to hear this. When Joshua said to the Israelites, come and hear and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is not a slide. Joshua 3, 9, okay? So this is what Joshua comes to his people and says, listen to what the Lord has to say. Now I'm going to read you Joshua 4, 1 and a few verses that go sequentially to illustrate a point. Joshua 4, 1 says, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men. Verse 4, 4, so Joshua called together 12 men. 4, 8, so the Israelites did as Joshua commanded. 4, 15, then God, the Lord said to Joshua, command the priest. 4, 17, so Joshua commanded the priest to come up. 4, 18, and the priest came up. 5, 2, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives. 5, 3, so Joshua made flint knives and the, the men were circumcised. Do we see, like sometimes we get caught up on the what God is doing, but do we see how he moved? He moved because people were walking in obedience. If if the Lord said something, then Joshua said something. And he said the same thing. And the people did the thing that Joshua said, right? So there was a move of obedience in this generation that enabled them to walk into the city Jericho, the one that was insurmountable, the one that was surrounded by walls, and take it with worship. They walked in obedience to everything the Lord had said. And that's what enabled them to walk into this promised land. And so my heart is for us is that as we walk forward, as we go, that we go with obedience, that we have these hearts. Like you saw this morning, it said, the Holy Spirit is moving on my heart. I will not have a hardened heart. I'll respond and I'll get up and I'll be baptized. Or I'll worship with those who are being baptized, right? 
So it's so exciting that we are already on this step. We're already those that are that second generation that we have started to see, oh, this is what I mean. I need to step out in obedience and do whatever the Lord's putting on my heart to do. All right, we're going to keep going. But sometimes we miss it. And I want to tell you a quick story. This is my own story. This happened last week. Um, Some of you know, some of you don't know, I'm a tent maker. Well, I'm not a tent maker. So Paul was a tent maker. He and I have something in common. I'm a tent seller. So for for a job, I do real estate. And so I was at a closing on Monday. And I felt like the Lord just said, I didn't know this person that that was selling their, their property. And I felt like I knew that their health wasn't good. That's all I knew. And I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, when you go in here, I just want you to be listening to me. I have something I want to do with you. And I was like, okay, all right, I got it. I heard that much, right? So I go into this, we sit down at this room and we're going through documents. Some of y'all know what it's like. You know, it's just kind of quiet. The seller, the buyer, me, and a a gal that works for the title. And um, he starts to share initially that he's got a cane with him. He's having a hard time breathing. And I said, you know, I really love to pray for you when we're done. And he's like, oh yeah, that'd be great. I would love for you to pray for me. I was like, okay, good. I did it. <laughs> like I already said I'm going to do it, so I'm going to do it. And that's, I'm, I'm listening and I'm obeying. And so we, we, we're almost done and there's a little break where the title gal goes out, makes copies and she'll come back. And so we, uh, it's just the buyer and seller and I, and uh, the person buying the property, they're a believer too. And I'm like, okay, this is good. Like this is kind of like quiet setting. And I started to pray and I felt like the Lord said, Ask him if he wants to receive Jesus. Just give him that ask. And I was nervous. Do y'all have the voice in your mind, the, the two vo- you know, the two voices? And I was like, Lord, like there's that title lady and she's going to walk back in and that, that's going to be awkward and we're going to be praying and I don't know what to do. And so I just prayed and I didn't do it. And I didn't, I didn't say, hey, would you like to, to meet a man? And I, I walked away from that feeling so disappointed And I remember thinking, I missed it, you know? And thank you, Jesus, that he has grace. I don't know where that man's story is. He doesn't have long to live. He said it. He was selling that property because, you know, his time is short. This is his third bout of cancer. And it hit me. I want to read y'all this verse. Let me read it. Hold on. Um, my notes are moving too fast for my eyes. I'm going to just tell it to you. It's in Joshua. It's the sin of Achan. So they, they crossed over the Jordan. They walked in obedience. They took Jericho. But Achan, Achan disobeyed the Lord. And it said all of Israel disobeyed the Lord because Achan sinned. He took something that he wasn't supposed to take and he kept it. There we go. 7-1. Thank you, sir. And he disobeyed. And it says all of Israel had sinned in God's eyes. Right? And so I, it hit me that, you know, sometimes, like, we're, we're quick. We, we want people to feel good. We want, we want to encourage each other. But we also have to realize, like, me missing it? affects you guys, right? This all of Israel had disobeyed the Lord because of one man's sin, okay? And I missed it. That doesn't mean I'm not forgiven. That doesn't mean when we all miss it, we're not forgiven. But I think it's important to realize there's a call to obedience. There's a standard that's been set for us.
So, there it is. I found it. But, praise the Lord, this is the hope. Jesus is our perfect example, right? It says, Hebrews 5, 8, and this is not a slide, so you don't have to look for it. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obeyed him. Thank you, Jesus, that if we're willing to step out, if we're willing to obey him, he is our hope. He is our redemption. He washes everything clean. We still have a call to obey him. We still have a call to say, will we lay it down? Will we do what it takes? Will we follow what he's asking us to do? There's a reward that comes. Philippians 2.5 in the Passion says, Consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death of crucifixion. 2.9, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. There is a reward for obedience, folks. There is a gift that God wants to give us when we step out and we obey. He says, that will be my best for you. I see it like this, right? I've, we were talking about it. I love that we have a team that helps us prep messages because I, I need that help. But it's, we're talking about dancing. How many of y'all been dancing? We're gonna lighten it up a little. Anybody been dancing? All right. How many of you lead when you dance? I'm, my hand's raised. Okay, women. We know that when we dance, we're not intended to lead, right? Like, it's actually, there's a designated lead in that scenario. I thought I was a good dancer when we met, when I met Mike, and so I felt like, well, I need to lead because I, I, I know what I'm doing, and he, he may not know, he really doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so, so, so when we would dance, it didn't work out very well because really, right, men, like, when you're leading... You're leading the woman, if you guys think of any good dancer, I mean, I don't know a lot of good dancers, so don't test me on this, but I have seen good dancing, and when there's good dancing, the man is the shadow and the woman shines. Am I right? The woman shines, right? But she's not leading, is she? Who's leading? The man, right? But the man's there to make the woman shine, right? The Lord's leading us. And when we obey when he's leading us, when he, we go where he calls us to go, we do what he calls us to do, what happens? Right? Then we begin to shine. And, and women, married women, this is a challenge for me. You can tell that I don't easily like step in line, right? There's times when I don't know if I want to be led right now, right? So, but there's, there's a blessing in that and there's some practice that I've had to work out where... Um, that practice of following, there's a practice that takes place to follow. It's not easy to follow all the time, right? We know it's not easy to follow Jesus, and, and wives, it's not always easy to follow our husbands, right? I mean, that can be hard. But 
there's a blessing in it. And so I've gotten to practice following, even with my husband, there's practice. And if I can practice following him, I'm practicing following the Lord. And as I practice following the Lord, I'm practicing following my husband, right? And there's just something to it where um, the Lord has called us to be this team, this work, but someone's got to lead so someone can shine, right? We can't both lead. So I just feel like there's this blessing and sometimes, and this is a, this is a rabbit trail, it's not on my slides, but sometimes we get a little mixed up here and we, we, we feel like women, we feel like we want to shine so we try to lead, but that's not, that's not really how it was begun, right? We are supposed to shine. We are supposed to rise. We're supposed to have the glory of the Lord on us. When that, that verse that Anna loves, I'm so glad you're back. I hope you can release your word. Um, Arise, shine, for your light has come. That's the glory of the Lord rises upon you, Isaiah 60. Are you kidding? But it's because he's leading us. As we step into what he asks us to do, his glory falls on us and we shine. And I love this verse. Okay, I didn't even put it in here. I've got to read this to you. It's in Philippians. I'm almost done, I promise, because I know we have like brunches and lunches and bacon. (laughs) All right, hold on. See, I didn't tag this. It says, live a cheerful life without complaining, etc., etc. We're in Philippians 2, 4. For you will then be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture, for you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. Come on, are you kidding? That's awesome. And when we're shining lights in the universe, it says, offering them the words of eternal life. Is that the best? Like, the Lord told me while we were worshiping this morning, he said, Christy, the, the reason you're so upset about this one, I have missed it many times about not inviting someone to come to know the man that I know, Jesus, right? I have missed this and I have missed it again and again. He said, the reason you're so grieved is because I made you a promise. He told me, he said, he, I made you a promise, girl. I said, 5,000. If I said 5,000 and you're not stepping out and you're not taking that opportunity, you're not believing me, right? If I'm not stepping out, I'm not taking that opportunity to say, would you come and meet a man? Then I don't believe that he meant it when he said 5,000. Because if he meant it and I believed it, then I would take every opportunity and say, he already promised me it was yes. No matter what the response of that person to my face is, he already said 5,000. So why would I not take the step? And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't even believe. I'm like those people in the desert. I do not want to die there. (laughs) I do not want to die in the desert. It makes your skin all dry and you look terrible. Uh, (laughs) That's what they do. Like they mummify people. They don't even mummify them because you're in the desert. Like you don't even need any. Anyway, I don't want to die there. So what do we do? We got to step out, right? That's where God says, that's why I'm calling you to obedience. Because then you can see my promise fulfilled. That's when you can step into the promised land, that place where you're seeing my kingdom expand. That's when you're going to see all kinds of signs and wonders break forth. It says signs and wonders will follow those that believe, right? We know this, right? So, so if he promises us 5,000 church, church family, he's promised us 5,000. So now we say, then we obey and we obey 
and we obey because that's what he's called us to do, right? And then he shines on us and he blesses us and he brings us into this place of rest. But thank you, Lord, that we have the Holy Spirit. I'm almost done. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one. And that, that's that dance. We have the word, we have the Holy Spirit, and we do this beautiful dance of reading his word, of hearing his voice in our hearts and tr- stepping out and trying it. And we, we miss, just like I missed. We can step out and miss. But God is so good. He says, let me lead you. Let me lead you. I will make you shine. Just listen to my voice. Obey my word. I am faithful to do what I've called you to do. I will walk you into this place. Right? All right. There's one more thing that I want to highlight. Maybe two. Uh, This is something my husband pointed out because he's awesome, right? <laughs> yes, he's awesome. I can say it. I love him. Um, he, he was showing me and that, that when the Israelites crossed over into the promised land, they obeyed the Lord, the men were circumcised, and then it says they had Passover and they ate from the fruit of the land of Canaan where they had just been crossed over. This is their promised land. They ate the food that came from the promised land, and the manna stopped, okay? They'd been 40 years, there's two things I wanna say about this, there had been 40 years in the desert, in three days, they crossed over. I want you all to know that I feel like when the Lord's having us cross over, things are speeding up. How many know 40 years is not three days? That is not the same thing, right? When, when we're crossing over, there's a timeline that is speeding up, right? So we have to be aware, like, if God promised 5,000, why did I doubt four days later that he meant 5,000? The time is now. It is not three years from now. The time is accelerating, and we have to be aware of this. This is how the Lord moves. The other thing I want to share with you is, is this manna thing. The manna stopped. Some of us are still looking for our manna, and we're not going after our promise. Okay, so some of us are still in that place where we're saying, well, God, you brought me here, but where's the supply? And he's saying, if I supply your manna, you'll stay comfortable and you'll stay where you are. But I'm calling you out, right? I'm calling you out. You can't, if I, it's like, I, this is my, this is my, um, whatever, the, my story that goes with this. Because when y'all fold your laundry, mamas, when we're folding laundry, you remember this. I feel like when my kids are little, they feel like when the laundry appears clean in their drawers, it's like manna for them. You know, the laundry just shows up in their drawers, it's clean, it's folded, and you go, and they just wear it, they put it in that little basket, and it reappears. You know, it's like an endless supply of clean laundry. And I'm going, "Uh uh-uh, friend, this is not how it works. So as they get older, what do we do? right? We start pulling back on the laundry supply. We start taking the manna away, right? Because we go, no, no, there's a promise that you're going to grow up. There's a promise that you're going to step out and you're going to be on your own two feet, right? And so if I pull, if we pull back, and the Lord pulled back the manna from the Israelites, and they said, now go get your promise, okay? So some of you need to hear that this morning. It's time to get your promise. So if it's uncomfortable, and it's not like it's always been, it might be that God's pulling back on your manna to push you towards your promise, right? Okay. All right, we're going to wrap it up. This is the last part. I just wanted to share this. 
because it has happened in front of us this morning. Y'all know that Corey Russell was here and he shared the story about the woman at the well, right? The woman who met Jesus, the first evangelist. She met him and she was so excited. She went back to her hometown and said, come and meet a man. Could this be the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for, right? And I love this because it makes it show you how easy is it to to fish for the 5,000. All she did was said, do you want to meet a man? Do you want to meet a man? He's, he may be exactly what you've been looking for. I don't know. I can't tell you what you've been looking for, but he might be what you've been looking for. And I feel like the Lord was saying to me, Christy, everybody's looking for something, right? If someone's looking for hope, can I say, hey, come and meet a man. He, I think I know someone that has hope. This might be exactly what you're looking for. You know, it doesn't have to be the word Messiah. It doesn't have to be Jesus. You just invite him to come and they might come. And I love this. Abby came up this morning and she said, I want to share my story. I want to tell you a story about what's going on with me and what God's doing in my life and what happened. Immediately, people started coming up and saying, because she said that, because of her testimony, it says they didn't believe at first, but she went back and she told them their testimony. The woman at the well gave them her story. She just said, can I tell you my story? And they said, it was because of your story that we came. And now we met him, and now we believe because we met him. Do you see how Jesus is teaching us to fish with our story? So we can say, what's your story? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, can I tell you my story? Would you like to meet a man that wants to be part of your story, right? I just feel like sometimes we make it too hard. So we're going to be finished. I'm going to pray over us, but I am going to invite you this morning to come. And so if everybody would... um, I don't know. Sometimes people say, leave your eyes open because it's a celebration. Some people stay close. Let's just stand up. We're going to worship just in prayer. And we're going to thank the Lord this morning for all he's done. Ooh, look at Sean, man. I love that. <sighs> so good. We have a good family. Do we, do we have a good family, you guys? It's amazing. So, Lord, we just thank you. And, Lord, we just give you thanks and praise this morning for all that you've done already. Lord, that you've begun the flow of the people into your kingdom, that you have just called us to step out of an, an obedience, and we are responding with hearts that are not calloused, but hearts that are softened. Lord, that you circumcise our hearts, you make them soft to your Holy Spirit. And God, this morning, I just invite anyone that says, I haven't met that man yet. I haven't met him. I've been looking, I've been searching, I've been trying everything else, but I haven't met a man that's, that's doing what you've said done. I haven't met a man that gives me hope. And I invite you, if that's you, just come on down front. Well, I'll pray with you. There's a whole group of family. This family wants you to be part of our family and the kingdom of God. If that's you, just come on down. We want to invite you to meet a man. So God, Holy Spirit, we thank you. You move on the hearts. It's like Mike said earlier, if your heart's pitter-patter, that might be you. Then you can just say, well, I thought I met him a long time ago, but it hasn't, it hasn't taken. It didn't stick. That's just that. Let's meet him again. Let's, let's just give him preeminence. Let's give him that heart of obedience. Let's not have hardened hearts. So, Lord, we just say right now our hearts are soft to you. We want to do what you're asking us to do, Lord. I pray that as we, would, as we go forth, as we go forth as your children, that you lead And we dance behind you, Lord. That you make us shine because it's to your glory, Lord. 
that we invite others to know you, to bring glory to your name, to increase the kingdom, but we pray for the sick and they're healed. That we cast out things that are tormenting people and they come to new life, to new hope. So God, right now, we thank you for what you're doing. We bless the mamas in this house this morning. We say, they have the seeds of your love inside of them, Lord. I thank you that they're gonna go and bear much fruit. In the name of Jesus. And the family said, amen. Amen. All right, thanks you guys.